Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recording started. All right, everybody. I want to welcome you to this week's Matrix at Discussion Group Call for Tactical Sovereignty. This makes episode number... 301, I think, on Talk Show, which means we've been here for well over four years, once a week. And uh, like I said, there's older broadcasts that are on YouTube that can be found uh, also under the Matrix discussion group call, as in exiting the Matrix. And tonight we've got another group joining with us. It's the uh, CH study group, uh, CH standing for the Chris Hauser study group. And some people may be familiar with some of the work that he's been showing regarding 1099s, things like that. But I think maybe we're going to touch on some of that this evening and uh, whatever other things that just happen to come to our mind. And so we've got several admins from his group here with us. If you gentlemen and lady would love to introduce yourself and uh, let us know what your plans are and what your thoughts are. How are you doing? Brian, thank you uh, for having us. Um, uh, I'm the one that started the CH study group based around Chris Hauser. I created the group when he was doing his live video call on December 19th. My intention was to hand total group ownership, Facebook group, total group ownership over to him. And he decided not to take it. And he was... Um, he was like, hey, brother, you you started it, you run it, you do it. And uh, Chris Hauser and I became very close friends. Uh, we speak privately, individually, and we created a weekly study group every Monday night around him. And he would get on the call and share stuff. Um, really cool. All of our videos with Chris Hauser are recorded. I have no problem sharing them. Um, I'll make arrangements with you, Brian, if you do you want to disperse that material. Um, and then Chris Hauser disappeared. We actually had a we had a star in the bleachers, and that became Jimmy. Jimmy's very knowledgeable. When Chris Hauser disappeared, Jimmy came up and started answering questions. He's a very active member in our group and very well knowledgeable. Him and I speak almost daily. And then, um, you know, there's a bunch of other people. We, our group is friendly. It's tight-knit, and you feel like family. I'm not sure if anybody wants to confirm that, but um, I work very hard on making sure that you don't feel alienated or ostracized in our study group. So... That's about what I can say about us for the CH study group. And I don't know if uh, Andy and Susie or Jimmy want to add into that. No, and or Keith. And Keith, I really respect him highly. 
I, I like what he puts out there. So I do follow him. Amen, brother. That's all I had to say. Jimmy's mic's open, so I thought he was going to talk now. Well, he's trying to blow up the, the Georgia Guidestones again. again. Yeah, I see that. Well, hello, I'm Susie, and this is... I'm Andy. And we uh, come as a package deal to you this evening. <laughs> We're really glad to be here. Thanks for the invite and uh, the acceptance and the welcoming. And the star. Uh, I'm not sure that we've earned that star, but we're sure trying. So <laughs> we, uh, we've we been studying for a little bit, oh, a little over a year, I believe. And uh, we have just learned so, so much from all of you. And we can't thank you enough. And um, we're just about ready to get all of this whole Andy Susie package put together and roll tide. <laughs> I do have I do have something to say if you're done. Susie. Yes, I am. All right, so um, we're on with Michelle. She's she's on the talk show. Uh, she's an admin for uh, um, Keith. You would recognize them, Kirk Pendergrass and Rick Martin. She's an admin, and if there's any way she can get a star to speak, she has something to share about oh she can't talk right now <laughs> okay well um when she has time to talk she'd like to share something um she's the admin for what kirk and rick are going through and i'm pretty sure you're familiar with them keith and i'm pretty sure brian is as well she's on yeah, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with them. And uh, when she's ready as well, I didn't see her name on the board, probably just a number. So just let me know, like the area code that she's from and I will have her on start. Yeah, it's um, 732 area code, but she's on okay. the call right now and she can't talk. Um, and I will mute out a little bit just uh in case she has time to jump in, but um, well, when she has a chance, all she has to do is just let us know, and I uh, will get her unmuted. Awesome, thank you. She would appreciate that. I'm pretty much pretty much done talking about stuff, unless you want to leave the call, Brian. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy, are you available to chat? Uh, what are we chatting on? There you go. Well, uh, we're just kind of doing introductions and things like that before we get rolling here. And uh, I'll bring up maybe anything you wanted to discuss this evening. Uh, I'm pretty much open as long as I have enough information to talk about it or there's no NDA involved in it. Nope, no NDA here. As long as you don't have one on your end. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fa fan of the NDA thing. You know, I, I was uh, involved in a situation here 
oh, a little less than a year ago uh, where someone wanted me to be a part of their team. I was kind of a key member of their team and they wanted, you know, NDAs signed and uh, also uh, like a non-competition agreement. And was, I was like, you know, no, I, I'm just not comfortable doing that stuff. You know, actually, anything anything I put Ryan, out, I think should be available for everybody and anybody. Actually, yeah. Ryan, your name came up in conversation on on our call today. Um, uh, I really don't want to bring it up again for the third time today, but uh, it's new to most people. Melanie Barris. Yeah, I think we can probably leave that one alone. So. Um, I'm happy to leave it alone, but is it a positive or negative in your experience with her? And that's and that's all I'll ask. Uh, I will just say, I'm trying to decide how to uh, put it diplomatically. <laughs> um, I just simply basically asked that um, my program that I was going to be running with her uh, be headed up by someone else and that pretty much gave me all the information I needed to know because she dropped everything like a hot potato right there and uh, I will accept that yeah. answer because yeah, same, same here she came on the uh, never ending zoom and was way out there so we I, I put her out in front of everybody that you're not going to come into this platform and do what you're doing you know and your her and her friend left so thank, Keith, God. thank you thank you so much um because we on our call at, that started at 1 p.m josh gutierrez he joined the call live and he uh he was worried we, we were thinking negative about him and no. uh no, no, there's there's nothing negative towards Josh. No, no, and I, and I and I spoke to him privately about that too, and I let him know, hey, you know, I I recognize the uh, the the roots that are that are putting forth the levy of the loaf, you know, when they say a little leaven leaveneth the whole loaf, I I can tell whether the roots are good roots or bad roots, and she's a bad root. The, yeah, she she seems like a disruptor. And, and she came out of nowhere yeah. and somehow clung on to some of some of the people that are well well respected in our uh, chosen field of study for lack of a better term it has zero knowledge base and all opinionated I totally agree she has no knowledge well you know I, I just like to say you know one of the things that I've noticed, ramping up especially the last two years is that uh, there's a lot of different people trying to set up various platforms uh, whether they're educational or uh, you know maybe maybe platforms that will help people with specific situations or specific issues and I think what they're, a lot of these people are trying to do, and I'm not referring to anybody specifically here because I'm seeing multiple of these coming up. Uh, what, what they're trying to do is 
uh, maybe uh, build a stage for themselves off from the shoulders of other people or something like that. Um, or they're, you know, the, I don't know, just trying to get popular. Like, uh, you know, a lot of, I, I think, especially millennial people that are coming online today, uh, this has become kind of a popularity contest situation for them. And for me, I, I don't see it that way at all. I mean, like I said, this is called number 301 on Talk Shoe Alone. And myself, I've never cared if it was only me here talking to myself <laughs> or, you know, if there was 100 people that had joined. Um, because what would happen is the next day it might get 50 or 100 downloads. And either way, the information would be on what I think is a solid platform that people can look at two, three, four, maybe even 10 years down the road and go back to, you know, for people in the future who are brand new to any of this kind of information, they're going to have a resource that they can go to and listen to, you know, the ideas that were being offered, the things people were doing, what was working, what wasn't working, and maybe save themselves a load of time and headache. But what I see with so many of these other various platforms sprouting up, um, there, there's people that claim to be like spiritualists that are doing it and things like that. And what I see from so many of them, and there's a couple of these people, I'm not going to name them, but a couple of these people who are extremely, extremely popular. Anybody within our circles would know their names, okay? And that when, when I've spoke with them, I've asked them about what things that they have actually done and found success in. And th these people will tell you, well, they say, I I've actually never done anything. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, you've never ever done anything? If you've never done anything, what the heck are you doing trying to start up some platform that you're going to educate people on because you obviously have no foundation to give anyone any education about? I already and, totally agree with you 100% right there. And, and one of the things I want to point out here is, you know, when I'm trying to put out the information that I put out, I'm trying to use it as an educational platform according to my own experiences. And one of the most important aspects of my own experiences uh, as uh, uh, adverse from uh, somebody else's process and stuff is I just quit signing. That itself has given the effect of what I feel today. And that is I've been let alone for the last six years. I've given them no reason by signature to locate me by the name and address for that signature. I've realized certain things that are proponents to their reactions. We commit to acts that cause reactions. So I quit committing to those certain acts. And now the record is going to show and reflect its own errors and be a benevolent factor to helping me correct the record upon seven years. The Lord's release. And that's all I'm doing. I'm not shoving paperwork down anybody's throat. I'm just going to demand the birthright upon the Lord's release upon seven years. The record reflects there's no minimum state contracts. I've been able to self-govern for seven years, and I've been doing so right under your nose. And no, that means I, I was not lost at sea. It proves that I was self-governing, period. The record okay. will reflect this stuff. It will correct itself if you just quit entering 
the false data elements. That's been my experience. And that's all I can put out there. But again, Chris Hauser, I don't know where he went. Various different things happen to various different people for following various different processes. That's why I'm not going to follow a process anymore. Just saying. I can, um, if, if it comes up, I can speak to Chris Hauser's disappearance a little bit, but I still can't confirm. But uh, if that's a matter, if, if that's a subject that wants to come up, I'll, uh, I'll answer that as best as I can. Okay, I need to interrupt. Um, we got folks trying to get into the into the chat here, but uh, they're getting an error saying the meeting room is full. Well, um, Sharon wants to get in, and I think a few other folks that tried to get in on their phone, but it keeps blocking them from getting in here. Yeah, there's also a lot of people that left meeting that are trying to get back in. Yeah, nobody on my end is being blocked. I never blocked anybody from joining. In fact, even if I had to block somebody from joining, I don't even know how I'd do that. <laughs> um, and well, can you right, check the meeting room uh, settings to see what the maximum amount of folks can be present? Well, right now it's showing me there's like 14 right now. Yeah, and I know I know that the maximum amount is way more than that, way, way, way more than that. So it's not even close. So, well, I'm thinking maybe you accidentally set something to 15 or 16 people. It says uh, when you click on that uh, little group there, the icon that says 14, it shows a bunch of people have left. And they're, and they're kind of shadowed out. I'm not sure what that means. Well, I, you know, maybe they left because they are not unmuted. And myself, I, I'll tell you what, with a lot of these calls, and talk is notorious for it, is having a bunch of people just stepping on all over each other instead of handling it in more of a manner of uh, where you're just bantering, you know what I mean? Uh, like yeah. you would in a regular interview. I agree. Um, but like I said, I was going to unmute people when we near the end, if anybody had any questions or anything they wanted to bring up. But until then, it was just going to be for a panel of us, of the admins to talk here. Well, um, I, my, my group has the, uh, the talk shoe link. So if they got kicked out by accident and they want to join back in, because we talked about it all day long since 1 p.m., um, you know, uh, they have the link, so they, they know how to get back in. So. You can either join over the phone or you can join, uh, over the internet and you just go to the site and where it says join live studio, you just click on that. Well, if you're, if you're recording, let's just continue our conversation regardless who can and cannot be here. Um, all right. Well, I, you know, I know uh, one of the big questions a lot of people will have because this is regarding, you know, the Chris Hauser or the 1099 program. If you wanted to divulge what you can, you know, regarding uh, what the situation has been this past few weeks with him, uh, feel free to do so. Um, myself, the other day, I watched a uh, uh, kind of a 10, 15 minute long video with him at home. And he went over the situation as to what he's been doing. 
And, you know, he, he suffers from one of the things a lot of people end up suffering from, and that is waking up one morning and all your links have been erased online. And you can't access maybe your Telegram or you can't access your YouTube or you name it. And so these things do happen, people, believe it or not. You know, and I'm not, I'm not even going to be nice enough to give the credit of that to the powers that shouldn't be. And I'll even give, I'd give the credit of that to just some of the scammers that are out there and uh, some of the people that love to go and just jam up people's stuff when they see somebody getting popular or whatever. They have fun doing that. Um, maybe they're just bored in the basement of their grandmother's house sitting in their underwear you know, eating chicken strips all day. I don't know, but <laughs> I was gonna say chicken nuggets. Yeah, there you go, chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, chicken nuggets and Red Bull. <laughs> um, I uh, I can relate to that. It actually, um, it my answer to that is gonna be a little disappointing, uh, because I do run the Chris Hauser study group, and we are now up to. 800 members plus. Um, Chris Hauser did disappear. And his video is actually true from what I believe. I used to talk to him directly. I don't talk to him directly anymore. One of uh, a trusted member of our group, he speaks with him daily. And I said, can you please have Chris call me? Now, um, when it comes to Chris Hauser, the RCH study group, he gives us giant compliments. We're the most advanced, we're the most researched, we're the most educated, we're the most everything. He loves being our on our Monday calls. I'm totally flattered when he says this stuff, and I have it recorded, so... Um, and I'm will Brian, I'm willing to share it all our recordings with Chris Hauser and our private Zoom calls. I'm willing to share it. So um, anyway, he is so emphatic and loves our particular group, but he disappeared and I don't have contact with him. So I will say there's a red flag. How can I lead? A group around him being his most favorite and he he doesn't contact me um that might be an ego issue but you know it, i mean we're still there we're still looking for chris hauser and we're still studying all right and um i like to say it's called decompressing um, and maybe Keith will help me with this. Um, you know, when you're in the SPC rabbit hole, there's so many different trails you can follow. And you have to decide which one is right for you. So, yeah, do you want to authenticate your birth certificate? Absolutely, go ahead. Do you think you need to send off your treasury trust pack according to... Patrick Levine, Gene Keating, or whoever else you follow. Yeah, maybe if that makes sense to you, go ahead and do it. You know, have I done it? No. And quite honestly, um, I'll, I'll 
the only thing I've actually ever done was authenticated my birth certificate and got my USDOT number. Other than that, I don't have a trust pack. I don't have a treasury pack. I don't, I don't have anything that makes me a secured party creditor. So yeah, I'm leaving a group and I'm the last person that should be leaving a group. And you know, is it necessary? I'm not sure. Is it a layer of protection? I believe it is. You know, and 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 that was the that was to me. It felt refreshing when Chris Hauser came to the team. It felt refreshing. He's like, you don't have to do any of this. You don't have to authenticate your birth certificate. You don't have to send off your trust back. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. To me, it sounded like I'm saving tons of money on postage and filing fees. So that's pretty much why I tacked my cart to the Chris Hauser horse. And, you know, obviously we're all educated and, and you know, I, I mean, I know who Keith is and we're in many study groups together. Um, we don't talk directly, but him and I have crossed paths. And he's helped me in many ways. And, you know, I came across you. And the only reason why I'm here on this call tonight is because I organized a group. And, and, and that's just it. I'm simple. I'm humble. You know, I want, I want the same answers everybody else wants, but there's so many different paths to take. And how about I yield and leave it at that? Well, you know, um, you kind of said it yourself there. When... We deal with these different things and all these different paths. Many people have asked me, how come you pick such a hard path? And my only response is, it's the only path I see. So when we realize all these different paths that people can take and um, people following other people like Chris Hauser and M M uh, M Melanie, whatever her name, no matter what their aspect is, um, my true message, I hope everybody comprehends, is what you're doing here tonight is coming together as a group and studying together. And that means to walk side by side. Well, that's the only thing I can think of. After leading the group, and we're nearly a thousand members strong, uh, I, I, and I said this before we got on the Zoom call tonight, and, and uh, uh, Andy and Susie can, can confirm this. I stopped thinking about me, and I started thinking about everybody else. Exactly. Well, you know, to add into that, as you were talking about looking at the different things, David, that you had done and uh, certain things felt right, certain things didn't. So you did them or you didn't do them. I mean, I, that's pretty much the path I took. I, I think one of the first things I came across in my research was like the UCC1 process. And for some reason, something just didn't quite feel right about it. I mean, I had all my paperwork ready, sitting in front of me, ready to roll. And something inside me just said, no. Yeah. And uh, so I kind of put that to the side. And I had a friend who was deep in the SPC, or Secure Party Creditor process. And he was showing me all this stuff, you know, doing this indemnity bond and all the harmless agreement and all the different things and stuff. And, you know, I, I told him at that time. Oh, it, uh, makes because, it makes sense once it's first presented to you. And it actually still makes sense today. But 
I mean, when you have to have a surety, two sureties to sign off on your indemnity bond and all kinds of other stuff, I, I, I just, you know, all everything makes sense to me. Everything makes sense, but you have to research it so you can stand on your own square. And I think Keith would appreciate that. Well, one of, one of the things I told my friend was that, you know, I said, really, as far as with the research that I've done, and I'm sure people have done the SBC out there and stuff will flip out when I say this. You know, they might go sad, sideways on me with this. But I told him, I says, you know, I said, I really deep in my heart think that you are already a secured party. And he was like, oh, no, you got to do this, got to do that. And, and I'll tell you what, here uh, probably about eight or nine months ago, uh, as we say in pretty regular contact, about eight or nine months ago, he got back with me. And he said, you know what, Brian, uh, with everything I'm looking at and everything I've done, everything I'm studying right now, he says, I'm tending to think you're right. We're already a secured party. It's all in how you go about what you're doing. Agreed. Agreed. And that's part of the approach Chris Hauser takes. And he goes back to the Sesame Trust Act. And I don't know if he's 100% right, but he's... He's not wrong. Well, anything that needs to be secured has to be secured by a signature. Think about that. Yep, and we covered that tonight, too, with Joshua Gutierrez. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I've been on uh, video calls and chats all day long, so if I'm talking about stuff we've talked about and it's not relevant, it means we talked about it on a call I forgot we had. It's all relevant, brother. We all need to learn the knowledge. Je uh, Isaiah 54, 17 tells us to let no tongue prosper against us. That tells us we need to learn those tongues. So it doesn't matter what kind of, whether it's political grammar or medical grammar or legal grammar or whatever. We need to learn what the differences are and what the, the likenesses are so we can determine which is actually true for our particular use. We, we make a lot of assumptions these days because we have such a low reading comprehension that yeah, it's so much to be presumed. You're lucky it's eighth grade. That's that's a, actually, that's a national statistic, eighth grade reading level. Am I wrong? Well, I've seen a statistic, and I've brought it up on these calls before. If you look it up, that 51% of the American people are functioning illiterate. And uh, so I, I would say that, that would yeah, that goes way agree. below eighth grade. Although I, I do see that what they try and write, for instance, or put in newspapers and that kind of thing, they, they try and keep it at a lower grade level for people's understanding. But either way, you know, anything they present to me, it's just pure propaganda. Um, whether it's true or not true, and the majority of it probably isn't true. Uh, but either way, them presenting any information alone, whether it's on the news or in the newspaper, it's only being presented because it fits into their criteria of their agenda for the direction that they want to move things in. And so to me, that's the only reason to look at a newspaper or watch the news is just to try and 
surmise what direction they're trying to move the populace in. Well, um, I'll, I'll briefly share this. I, I live in a remote area of central Pennsylvania. Um, our newspaper, which is called the Daily Item, nicknamed the Deadly Item, all of their articles are coming from AP Network News. Okay, they have no local news whatsoever. And quite honestly, before I started in the SBC rabbit hole, I used to love reading USA Today because it would teach me about. Anyway, that was before I was in the rabbit hole and realized uh, fake news was fake news. Um, but what constitutes as news now, and this is so. This is so terrible, but so relevant. Um, somebody would write an article in a newspaper and be like, due to this tweet from so-and-so, this is what we're talking about. So they're writing an article, a news article about somebody who tweeted something stupid. I'm just pick a topic. I'm not going to make one up. But, you know, they're like, oh, due to this tweet, this is what this means. And it's like, maybe... Three sentences, if you're lucky, you get three paragraphs. I mean, our news reporting is horrible, but I'm also at the same time glad that they're putting out fake news because with people like you guys on this call tonight, we know what the truth is. You know, you're talking about the you know driving of the news and where it's coming from. Hurts derived. Um, I kind of chuckled because you know you brought up AP, and it's true. All of your news and I'll call it information. Uh, I know you haven't been on these calls, so when I say information, that won't really ring a bell with you. What I mean by that, but uh, all of the so-called news and information that we're getting is all coming from AP, the Associated Press, or it's coming through Reuters. Okay, and those are funneled into the system through either two hubs. The primary hub is New York City, and the secondary hub is Atlanta, Georgia. And that information that's coming to them through AP and Reuters is funneled to them, and people can research this, it's funneled to them by a group called Kinetic with a Q. All right, Kinetic with a Q. And they're located in England, and from everything I could find, uh, their offices, their base, is located under a hill in England. Uh, and ironically, the name of that hill is called COVID Hill. So oh, just throwing that out there. How convenient. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's information that I came across um, four or five years ago. So that COVID. word was was new to everybody as far as the name of that hill goes. COVID. That was yeah. new to that. But when I bring up info or information, you know, uh, just because you'll probably be back here with us again, I'm sure, um, just to let you know what I'm referencing by that and for other people that are listening, that I, I try and study a lot of the things that, are divulged from, say, the different intelligence agencies, okay? Some of the different three-letter intelligence agencies. And if you listen close enough, you're going to learn some things. You just have to 
know how to listen, know how to think, and pay attention. And when it comes to what they get as far as information goes, and some of these things might ring a bell because if you listen to things that they talk about on the news regarding things they're getting from stuff that's supposed to be happening overseas or whatever the case may be, some of this may sound familiar. Number one, they have it in three categories. Number one is info or information. And information is limitless. It's all over out there. Uh, for instance, you can go online and look for information about uh, making the best apple pie. And you're going to find a thousand different recipes and half of them will probably be garbage. All right. That's the same thing with information. Any kind of information you're looking out there for, well, good wait, chance hold is... On a oh. Hold on a second. Did you try any of those apple pie recipes? Because I want to know what's a good one. Yeah. No, I've got my own apple pie recipe, and I pretty much stick with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I just I kind of had to say that. <laughs> no, that's all right. Hey, it's always good to lighten the atmosphere a little, right? But um, then secondly, from information... Um, there, there's knowledge out there that they're looking for. And knowledge is going to get a little bit deeper. It's going to be a little well-sourced. You know what I mean? It's going to be better-sourced information, put it that way, you know? And, and so knowledge is, um, there's second level. And, and then their third level is is really more like secret knowledge the things that only certain people are privy to you know and it, you know sometimes you hear reporters say oh well they received bad information or you know what i mean bad research you know yeah sure they did they knew exactly what they were getting you know and what source they were getting it from right and i get so i agree i I agree with you 100%, but what I do is I fast forward. I go to the most batshit crazy theory, and then <laughs> I deconstruct it. There you People, go. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but it's like I hear something like, you know, Hunter Biden is uh, this and that, and we learned that two years ago, and I go to that article, the most extreme outlandish thing I can find, and I go back and, and reverse engineer it or deconstruct it. And you know what? It turns out to be true. Right. It takes some time. But that's you're right. That's what you really have to do. You have to go into, deep into that third level, which is the real intelligence. And that, that's where it's really at. And, you know, and even, say, within this truth movement, I'll tell you what. One of the things I would dissuade people to stay away from is... Um, I call it like uh, the surface fluff or I call it silly string. You know what I mean? Stuff you can get all tangled up in that gets you nowhere. Because there's a lot of things out there that it's kind of like fun information. It's stuff you've never heard before. Uh, you could probably easily go and research it and quickly find out that it's all BS. You know what I mean? But there's some people that you'll, you'll listen to one of their programs for an hour or two and they're not giving you nothing but surface level silly string or fluff and it's not what i call actionable information when i when i'm looking for something what i'm looking for is actual actionable information something i can actually do something with that makes a difference 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, well, I think when we're talking about, I think when we're talking about the knowledge, that's the important key right there because that's a true benefit. And I explain it by talking about the story of the man that gives another man a fish. He feeds him for a day. If he teaches him to fish, he feeds him for a lifetime. But the true benefit, again, is the knowledge and the action on it that, that Brian is talking about, doing something about it yourself. And that is continuing that education. Once somebody teaches you something, you now become a teacher of that. So it's passing on that knowledge of knowing how to fish onto other people as well as learning how to fish yourself so you don't have to depend on somebody else to feed you well i i want to i want to back that up i agree with you keith um and that's everybody in this movement and also our movement study i i don't i don't even know what the proper terms are anymore news has a church yeah i i so yeah where we go one we go all and um, because of the Chris Hauser, uh, I'm just gonna stake claim of being the lead of the Chris Hauser study group. That's why I'm on the call. Um, you know, we pick people up from the bottom and make sure we're all the same. And you're exactly right. I mean, it, I mean that, and you're right. We should all be doing that. Uh, I'm sorry, not Chris. I meant Keith. So Keith, you know, I mean, you and I are on the same playing field. We gotta get we gotta get person that doesn't know how to fish to learn how to fish and teach somebody how to fish. Exactly. And that's the best we can do. And so we can't really we don't have any enforcement. It's one of those things I learned six years ago. That in fact, the only enforcement that they have is what I am enforcing. If I quit enforcing it, they lose that same enforcement. It is contract, right? That is equal consideration and equal benefit. That is the basic foundation of Olmstead versus United States, the right to be let alone. I'm not bothering you. I've not called you at war. You shouldn't be doing the same. You have no right to even be speaking to me in your commercial capacity unless there is something that gives you positive indication that I am, in fact, in the performance of commercial activity requiring an oath to the performance of a functions of a public office. Otherwise, you need to leave me alone. That's it. You know, I, I want to I compliment you. When you said that, you were so comfortable saying everything you just said. Well, that's what it's got to get down to. Like I tell people, you got to get rid of that internal conflict. When you get rid of that internal conflict, and I did a video on this not too long ago about Jacob's Ladder, and realizing who you really are and who you're really battling, you'll find out that it's yourself. Quit fighting. Sun Tzu, the art of war, even states that those who defeat their opponents without fighting are of supreme excellence. So put down the sword. You know what I mean? I, well, I had it said to me differently, and uh, somebody told me when I was going through college, they're like, you know, you do realize you are your own worst enemy. I'm like, what? And, you know, they were teaching me Sun Tzu, the art of war. I was, I was studying marketing and all kinds of other stupid stuff. Thankfully, I'm not a Democrat. But um, <laughs> he's like, you do realize you get in your own way. 
you are your own worst enemy. And I'm like, all right, yeah. I took a minute, I stepped back, I extrapolated, took an omniscient point of view. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You are right. And then he said, hurry up, finish cleaning my car. I said, I said that comment's going to cost you an extra 20 bucks. There you go. <laughs> no, this is, this, is a, this is a fun call. I'm so glad you guys are. I'm glad we're having this tonight. So, yeah, again, everything I research, again, goes back to my scriptural readings that says the man is bound by his word. It doesn't say that his, he's bound by his written word. And their commercial code even states this. UCC 3-402 tells us the authorized representative giving an unambiguous authorized signature on the instrument is therefore not liable for the person named in the instrument. That's because it's the title holder that is liable. And the title holder in all cases is the Social Security Administration at the state level and the Department of Defense Homeland Security at the federal level. Birth registration, enumeration at birth. Very simple. Give it all back to him. It's not my weapon. It's not my flag. I was born in peace. Matter of fact, I think people have it wrong sometimes if they read the scriptural writings. In my concept, I was discharged as a man. And when I took my first breath of life, that was granted me by our Father which art in heaven, breathing the breath of life into my nostrils, that man at that point in time became a living soul and that's never changed it's never been reverted back to a man who had never taken a breath of life that's the proper order that i see it in the spiritual scriptures i don't want to tell anybody else well there there is something i want to add to this so too i mean within you know whatever kind of truth movement whatever people want to call this <clears throat> is that one of the things I've noticed over the years is because one, you know, I, I've never paid for a class, never paid anybody for information, nothing like that. Uh, the only information I've paid for was uh, knowledge that came from a book that, that I tracked down and found. That's the only time I've ever paid. Yeah, I but, love the public domain. That's where I yeah. get all the Well, the, the, a lot of the, the best ones I've found aren't in the public domain because they've been pulled off the shelf but i i want to say you know and looking at a lot of these different groups and the different classes and some of them i haven't paid but i have been able to sit in on them a little bit and just monitor and see what's happening you know to either that way i could lend it credibility or not but one of the things that i would notice uh, after a few years is that there's certain names or certain people you keep seeing in all of these little groups and these would people that you could label them uh, professional students, okay? And, you know, I see these people, and even, you know, I'll still see them today. They'll comment on something or ask a question. And I'm thinking, gosh, you know, by now, with all the classes I've known that you've taken, you should be helping other people. I don't know why you're still asking questions. You know what I mean? And But I think a lot of people are afraid when it comes to doing different things you know especially if people want to go down like the 1099 trail or whatever and look into uh, finances 
and uh, that some of the trust maybe that are supposed to lay behind the scenes, whatever the case may be. You know, people get nervous about doing that stuff. And I, I would say, you know, either you're going to do it, you're studying it and you're going to do it, or if you're not going to do it, just shut up and get out of the way and make room for somebody else in that class or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And if people yeah. are nervous about doing certain things, this is the only kind of real advice I would give anybody. <clears throat> because what, what you want to do is indemnify yourself with whatever you're doing. Because, of course, everybody's afraid of maybe painting themselves further into the corner or something like that or getting themselves into worse trouble than they're already in. And the only advice that I would give to people is say, go ahead and do this stuff to see, to find out what's working, what's not working. But down at that bottom of the page where you're supposed to sign your autograph or your signature or your Jane Hancock, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. When you're supposed to sign at the bottom there for whatever document that you're submitting, right there by your signature, just write one very simple statement. Void were prohibited by law and cover your butt. That's all you've got to do. You're basically saying, hey, I, I don't know if this is something that's legal or not. This is this. I'm, I'm maybe I'm throwing a dart here. You know what I mean? Yeah, throwing pasta at the wall to see what sticks. But hey, if this is illegal, this is void. You know, I'm just putting it out there because you're letting them know right up in front. I am not attempting you know, to do something illegal or to disenfranchise somebody or to try and steal funds inappropriately that are or are not mine. And I'll take it to the scripture. It says, owe no man anything but to love one another. For if thou hast loved one another, thou hast fulfilled the law. I'll share an experience with you. Most of us on the call are familiar with sending mail tax per cube All right okay so um brian i might have shared this with you uh on our last call i'm sorry if i'm repeating myself however so i learned tax per cube i received something in the mail it was a jar of barbecue sauce um it was heavy it was weighted i got it tax per cube the woman sent it to me tax per cube I learned how to use tax per Q. So I told my friend when I started developing, and Keith, this is actually the first time you and I originally met. This was years ago in, in uh, the SBC groups. I learned tax per Q. So I sent, I sent an empty envelope, expedited, overnight air, registered mail, an empty envelope, tax per Q. He received it. He was panicked because he knew it came from me. And he was like, ah, Dave, I didn't know what he's like. It was an empty envelope. I'm like, yeah, dude, it was the most expensive way I can send you mail with a two cent stamp and my thumbprint. And it happened. He goes, Dave, you, you're learning this shit? I'm like, yeah. I said, imagine about the other shit I learned. He goes, you got to keep me in touch. <laughs> I, I love your remark, Keith, because you're laughing. 
And, and no, he was like, he's like, Dave, I thought you were in jail. He's like, I took time off work. I had to go to my post office. I had to receive it. It was registered mail. I, he didn't even know what registered mail was. I'm like, yeah, it had to be handed to you because it was guarded. There was a document. He's like, you sent me a fucking blank envelope. I'm like, yeah. How did I send it? Two cent stamp and a thumbprint. Tax the crew, buddy. Ever since then, I made him a believer in some of the stuff we're studying. Awesome. Awesome. Because that's, like I said, um, we gather in these groups and you didn't know what to call them. I, I call them church. I call them church everywhere I go. I'm going to do my best to learn from others and teach what I know at the same time, walking side by side. Amen. We're down for that. That's a great story, David. Yeah, besides Flirty and Drew, it's walked along the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> um, that's that's a joke from a previous call this afternoon. Another Our, great story is what that Oh, is. it's a great story. Keith, you would love it. I'll tell it to you privately. Um, but we're, we're here about Brian, and we're trying to bring the CH group together with a bunch of other people. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to distract. I can talk about stuff for days. No, that's all right. But, I mean, as far as the CH study group goes, um, while you've been, you know, looking into some of the different aspects of those processes and things, if what what have you learned? What what have you found that, uh, like I say, would fall under the label of actionable information? Uh, I'll paraphrase it. First of all, seems legit. Second of all, you should have a typewriter um, to fill out the the IRS forms. Uh, Ticky tack typewriter, one of those ones with the ball or whatever, and, and I have one. Um, you should order your GSA. I'm, I'm sorry, GSA, not GSA. You should order your, your 1099As, all the relevant forms, fill them out. Um, you should technically write them, fill those forms out by hand. Um, but my handwriting is terrible, which is why I went out and found an antique typewriter that would fill out the forms for me. Um, I do have multiple forms. I probably have 100 forms of everything you need from the CH. I call it, um, since Chris Hauser came on the scene, I call it the, the CH effect, the Chris Hauser effect, or Chris Hauser tsunami, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, you should have them. You should have them present. Do you need them? I I'm not sure because there's a lot of copiers or imitators that say you can use 1099A online.com. I'm 50-50 on that. So as a leader of a group, I'm not 100%. And I'm willing to say that and be completely transparent. Um, yes, you can do it. Yes, I have done it. I haven't done it according to Chris Hauser. And then it got to a point where we're talking about the W4 sandwich. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm putting a timeline together, which is eight months or now. 
and I'm making it within, you know, five minutes. So W4 sandwich actually makes a lot of sense to me. It's not a Chris Hauser thing. It's not a Chris Hauser thing, but it makes sense and it seems a little bit necessary. And Keith, you're you're friends with Smoking Baby, I think. Sean Haggerty. Yeah, Keith is friends with Keith is friends with a lot of people. Yeah, there are quite a few of them. Um, well, what do you what happened? Chris Hauser showed up, he did the 10 a process. He got to a certain point where it stopped, and then Sean Haggerty, smoking baby, showed up with the W4 sandwich, and then he disappeared at the same time Chris Hauser disappeared, and then Lone Wolf showed up with and Lone Wolf and Melanie Burris and Ms. Jackson, all kinds of other people, the Jarrett's. Um, I, a lot of those people, I don't, I don't talk about positively. I'll just say that trying to be positive about talking about people negatively. <laughs> so um, I don't trust their process. And if you guys are following what we do in the community group, we're not, you know, we're lost. We're not on anything, but um, I think the W4 sandwich makes a lot of sense with if you put it on top of Chris Hauser's teachings. And I'm still, I'm not 100% on Chris Hauser. I'm just uh, trying to be a voice on the group because I leave the group. Well, the way I've been, you know, really ever since I first started researching and looking at things, because, <clears throat> you know, you first come across uh, a lot of the people that are on different platforms for social media or whatever. You see some of the bigger voices. Agreed. You start listening to them. And, and to me, so many of the things that they were espousing, I don't know, it, it just didn't add up to me. And so I put things aside and said, you know what? I wasn't educated correctly. Nobody was. The only one responsible for your education is yourself. So I started going in depth all day, every day, just, and I would, instead of bouncing all over the place, say, I'm going to pick one idea or one, say like contract law. I'm going to tackle that maybe first. Then when I get done with that, I'll move on to something else. And, followed those things one by one until I wrapped my mind around what was really going on. And now I'm not negating anything that people are trying to do with say the 1099 or W4 sandwich or any of those things. Uh, but I, I do remember seeing a lot of people back on like the old Yahoo message boards or whatever that were messing with these things, you know, 20, 30 years ago or longer, you know, and, and trying to, figure things out you know and i followed patrick divine very in depth i followed all of his information just because yeah i still think it's interesting to pay attention to and look at however the theory that i came up with looking at 
different people getting in trouble, how they were getting in trouble or why they were getting in trouble. And what the real ultimate thing was that everybody really wants, which is to take care of that issue regarding jurisdiction, <laughs> you know, and be left alone. And what I came up with was that it was really as simple as just don't play in their sandbox. Don't play with their toys. Don't use any of the benefits that they, they offer people. Because the reason why they offer them is so that they can ensnare you. You know, the, the things that were made for your benefit have become a snare. That's exactly what happens. And so I found the best thing to do is just start, best you can, cutting ties with all those things. Now, like I say, I, I'm not negating, you know, W4 or 1099 process or anything like that. I still pay attention to it. I still watch to see what's going on and do what I've always done, which is, watching for the evidence of which path is correct on it. And until you actually see any successes, you don't know which path is correct. And that is, I think, where a lot of the confusion comes from for people. I'll yield with that. Okay, I uploaded some evidence into your chat box. So have a look. Well, um, while, while that's loading, um, you know, uh, Brian, you you are completely right. It kind of seems like we're all fragmented. We're all studying the same thing. We all want the same. We, we all we all want the same goalpost. And it's like, do I go this way? Do I go that way? Do I go the other way? Should I have, you know, should I have, should I have? Uh, I was gonna make a sports analogy. I'm sorry, I'm not a sports player. <laughs> but, uh, you know, should I have uh, fumbled the ball? Should I collected the ball? Should I ran with it? Should I have done something stupid with it? I think I'm talking about football. I don't know. Uh, Throw in the word bunt. Throw in the word bunt. That way you're talking about baseball too. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, actually, if I had to play baseball and I was forced to do it, I would bunt. I'd just hold the bat flat out. Yeah. They're like, what are you going to do? I'm like, this is me. I'm swinging. I held it over home plate, and I just held it. I'm like, you hit the fucking bat, I'm going to hit my fucking base. Well, I, I would probably attempt that as well, but uh, being a righty, uh, I'd probably hold the bat out and end up getting smacked in the left nut. So. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a lefty. A lot of things are a lot worse for me in my life. You right oh yeah you right-handed people are so comfortable in your life but I have to change direction on anything I do because I'm left-handed well people don't realize if you're left-handed uh, you've got to go find a pair of left-handed scissors because no, they, scissors they, don't work when you're left-handed <laughs> they suck yeah look that's that's why I learned how to use my right hand <clears throat> And then I turned 18 and realized what my right hand was for. <laughs> yeah, that's a big joke. God, it took you until the age of 18? <laughs> yeah, actually it was. I was sheltered. <laughs> but, no, and oh, I want to say, Jimmy, as well, uh, the things you threw in chat there, if you, if you could um, just um, private message those to me. And because once this call is gone, uh, the chat is gone. At least it is for me because I do everything from a cell phone. 
Uh, but, you know, it, now, a lot of these things, I'll say, I, I know some do work. Um, and I've never really brought it up much on any of these episodes. But um, take, for instance, you know, I, I do espouse, for instance, that if you're going to have a bank account, uh, one, I would set it up in your DBA. So it's a business account. And number two, you set it up as a non-interest bearing account. And so that those are, that's the type of account I've used for a number of years. And in switching accounts one time, I did one day write two checks. This is a number of years ago. I wrote two checks. One was wrote, and this makes a difference. One was wrote locally to a utility company. And then the other one was written for a mortgage. And that check went out of state, all right? So when checks are going out of state, what ends up happening with those transfers is those end up becoming an EFT or electronic funds transfer. Uh, just as if you were, say, for instance, to make a payment over the telephone, all right? Uh, it's doing an EFT. And, and that's what had happened. And I, I had forgotten about writing those two checks until... I happened to be at the bank one day and um, I, I was ordering some new checks, some more checks and such. It's a business account. They're way more expensive, but the branch manager was there and she kind of gave me the little finger and said, Hey, come in my office, you know? And she said, here, I'll, I'll, I'll set you up with some new checks that won't cost you anything. I said, oh, okay, cool. And while we were sitting there chatting, I said to her, I says, you know, something just dawned on me. <clears throat> I said, here about six months ago, I wrote two checks, one to a utility company and another one to uh, the mortgage um, handler. And I asked her, I said, I'm kind of curious because the check locally that was written to the utility company came back to me as insufficient funds. <clears throat> and I thought, oh my gosh, I had written those checks off from a closed account. If you go into Black's fourth i think it is and look up what the uh, meaning of closed account is for closed we have, account we have a person in my group that did that they opened the bank yep. account they closed it and they wrote a negative funds account it's called an nft even though she still refers it as an eft but it's a negative funds transfer uh, i'm right. sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no no you're fine but I mean, it, there's a difference with these because if it's being done locally, it's not going to be an electronic funds transfer with a local bank. You know, it's it's going to come back to them right away, immediately. But when it's out of state, it's, it's you know, horse of a different color. But I asked her, I said, I remember that utility check coming back. But I said, now that I think about it, that check for the mortgage never came back. And she thought, she kind of squinted her eyes. She said, that's weird. And so she went and looked at my old account and she's scrolling all through it. She's like, yeah, I see the utility where that one was returned uh, for insufficient funds. But she said, I don't see anything here for the mortgage, which tells you that that check went through as an EFT on the closed account. And which, which is the definition in Plax Fourth is that those accounts are used for set off and discharge. So uh, a lot of those processes 
can work. Some of them do work. It's just all in how they're done. Uh, like I showed in that situation, doing it locally, no, it won't work. It has to be an electronic fund transfer. You know, for those who work. I'll upload it in a second for you guys to look at it. it you know, it really is trials and tribulations. Um, I mean, if it wasn't for us meeting together, being collective, I mean, some things work sometimes at the point of time, and then some things don't work. And well, David, do you know what my mistake was? Uh, go ahead, please. My, my mistake with that check on the mortgage was that had I known better, it should have been written for the full amount and then a few dollars. <laughs> so you get a refund and a check. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's uploaded to the chat, folks. All right, cool. And like I said, um, if you would, Jimmy, too, uh, send those to me like in Messenger or whatever, so I've got them. At your leisure, not now. Uh, uh, just so you guys know, even though I like to talk about myself a lot, um, Jimmy, uh, once Chris Cowder disappeared, Jimmy has been the cornerstone of our group for information and helping people with, with uh, processing and stuff. So um, if he wants to share his credentials with anybody on this call, I'm going to tell you I support him 100%. Okay, some folks can't see it. I guess I, don't, I think it's the folks on the phones. I only got one message from Sherry who couldn't see it, so I sent it directly to her. Oh, she go back on the phone. Somebody could share it on the screen. I don't know how talk shoe works, just so folks on the phone can see it. If yeah. they can see it, I don't know if the talk version is just listen only or visual. Well, if yeah, if you're just on your phone, you're not going to see anything. If you're just listening in like a regular telephone call, yeah, you've you've got no visual. But Okay, well then never mind on that. Yeah, but if you're, you know, uh, which people should do because pretty much every telephone nowadays, unless you got like a uh, Motorola flip phone or something, <laughs> pretty much all phones today are computers. So you can join to the same way you would with a laptop. Or I'm sorry, there's no such thing as a laptop. A personal computer. I was you, you know you know why they quit saying laptop, don't you? Well, I had a discussion in my group earlier about a lap dance, but uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they actually, though, seriously, they, they stopped using the term laptop uh, because of guys coming in with testicular cancer and different things like that that even females were experiencing. Of course, they weren't experiencing testicular cancer, I hope, but maybe ovarian cancer and different things like that. So they thought, yeah, we probably should stop using the term laptop. <laughs> well, you know, let's just go back. When you had a laptop, it was not comfortable to use your laptop on your lap. I mean, it was nearly impossible. You need to have a hard structure. You need to have a table of some sort. Oh, you you were having a problem supplying a hard structure? Uh, not within my lap. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, we're making dick jokes already. I love this. Yeah, you started late in life, so yeah, you got problems, don't you? Oh, Jimmy... Jesus. That's Christ. all right. They, they make a pill for that, I think. 
I haven't tried them yet. I don't need them. Oh my gosh, are we going? Are we going back to let's pick on David now? And we're in a. I have my hand. You're the one who set yourself up for that one. <laughs> well, can we listen to Susie laugh at half the stuff I say? Did you hear me? I said I'm over here with my hand in the air, yelling, "Girl in the room! Girl in the room!" Yeah. I. Are you sure you're a girl? Me? No. I no. am. I now, am see, you got to ask that question these days. Are you post-op, pre-op? What are you? You can't go on a date anymore either. Oh, uh, I'm okay with post-op and pre-op. Well, then you got problems. You, you, if I'm dating, I want you to be 100% woman. I'm living in central Pennsylvania. I'm going to take a fucking border collie if it has to. Uh, well, you, okay, Mr. Bestiality, huh? You want to add another letter to the LGBTQ uh, lettering system? Well, he, he's got to he's got to be able to check the box. Pardon the pun. Oh my gosh, is it fuck with David Day all day? You guys, we're on. It's like it's all about me. I love hearing myself. Uh, Brian, thank you so much. I'm glad my CH study group can join your Zoom call tonight, and you can fuck with me. I'm so glad with that. Thanks, well. We will be gentle with your fragile ego. I, I can assure you of that. And oh, no, and of, of course, we've got Susie here, so she will laugh at some of your jokes to help you out. You mean, and we don't want to see that ego shattered. You know what? The only thing saving me is Susie and possibly Keith. <laughs> Keith, the smartest one in the room, and Susie's going to laugh at my jokes. After that, <laughs> I'm going to say, fuck you all. <laughs> Keith said, I, I know better. I'm muting my mic. All right. So, fuck with David. Go ahead. All right. You well, know, everybody stop picking on my David now. He's, he's my oh. personal jokester. <laughs> he keeps me smiling. She said, Is there a way to well, adjust volume for each person? Hey, yeah, right. Adjust volume. I've well, got I've got a hand up here. here. You guys, this is Brian's call, not ours, so you don't have to. Yeah, just it. hold on. I've been saying I've got a hand up, so I want to see uh, if somebody has something that they wanted to discuss. I'm going to the board, and I'm not seeing who is has here. It is. If they have something pertaining to some of the legitimate information or knowledge we were talking about earlier, um, they can feel free. They're unmuted. That's Michelle. I think that's Michelle. So that's you. Yeah, 903. Oh, come on, Brian. I just wanted to. Brian, how you doing? <laughs> Good. How you doing? Oh, you know how it goes. So I just wanted to join in on the fun and pick on David. I had nothing personal to say about the subject. What? You just want. What? What? You just want to pick. All right. All <laughs> you right. heard me, David. It's okay. Pick on me. Go ahead, pick on me. We have oh, no, to be no. all inclusive. Control. I can go away now. Yeah, we have to be all inclusive in today's society. No, you know what? Go ahead. Today is my Sunday fun day, and if it's fuck with David, go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say we've been here for an hour this evening, and I think you know this has uh, probably just been a good chance 
for both groups to kind of acquaint themselves with each other, get to know each other and that kind of thing. And uh, maybe sometime here in the future, we can get together and dig more into uh, some of the nitty gritty of the information that you share in the CH study group. Are you trying to cut us off because we're just getting started? No, no, no. I, I normally keep all of these calls at about an hour because most people, if they see, and I'll tell you what, and this is some good advice here too, but most people, if they see a two or three hour call, they don't even bother starting to watch it. Uh, myself, if I see a two or three hour call, I'll normally fast forward to the last half hour or 45 minutes of it because that's normally where you're going to find your best knowledge at. Well, if, if you get into one of our calls, and I'll, uh, like I said, I'll share you the in, entire archive of our Zoom calls with Chris Hauser and everything that's recorded. Um, the last half hour of it is usually uh, Jimmy and people of such fucking with me. And I take their, I take their insults with stride. Well, and I'll tell people what also for people listening to this tonight, whether you're listening now or you hear the recording or see it on YouTube, um, I'll share a link for the CH study group in Tactical Sovereignty. So if anybody has an interest and wants to jump over there, feel free to do so. Actually, wait, can I add to that, please? Sure. Um, if you feel like you want to fuck with me, please join our group. If you think you're smarter than me, yes, maybe you are, but more than likely. And Keith, Keith is laughing hysterically. If you want me to be a giant clown on um, whatever you share, whatever link, into our private group, I would gladly admit you to it. And Keith, uh, please, Keith, unmute yourself because you are. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Yeah, just but just uh, you know, I'm I'm the rag doll. I'm Andy. Hey guys, I've been a fucking fool all my life. I'm nobody special. Beat me up too, guys. I'm walking with you, brother. I'll be there. I'll be there with you, brother. Anytime, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know, watch watch everybody fuck with me. You you send me a link. Send me a link. I will do that, brother. Looks like the Deathly Hollows you got in the background there. <coughs> Except for the cross. A little, little bit different there. That, that's Keith's sigil. Yeah, he's got the wand, the invisibility cape, and the uh, the stone. Yeah, that's just my, my video is so, so freaking lousy and pathetic. <laughs> you need a camera or a better green screen. Uh, no, Keith he, is he's, actually he's like a ghost. Yeah, Keith is actually an apparition or a ghost. He's what? It, don't believe your eyes. What you really see in your screen may or it's, not really be there. He's serious black. Where's your wand? Thank you, Keith. You, they distract. I distracted everybody else from not uh, being against. Hey, at least it's a smiling apparition. All right, guys. Well, I'll just wind it out with this. You know, I tell people every week, 
if they want to know what to learn, learn about where you're really from, where you really are, because we've been deceived on these things. Those are the biggies right there. Who you really are and where you're really at and where you're really from, that's what you got to figure out. And you'll be leaps and bounds ahead of the rest of the unwashed masses, as Alexander Hamilton used to say. It sounds like a I think the answer is fairly easy. Read your Bible. KJV. Yeah, like you said, let the bur dead bury the dead. It sounded like everybody got pissed off at me. <laughs> like I said earlier, you set yourself up. I did. I did. You did, so that's all you, baby. Listen, I throw myself under the bus because it's fun. Somebody's got to do it. Yep, that's me. God's hacky sack. All right, guys. Thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for being here, Jimmy. Thanks for being here, Susie, David, Keith. Thanks, everybody. I Thanks for having us. Thank you. I look forward to doing this again and join us on our call anytime you have time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm generally predisposed uh, Monday through Wednesday in the evening, but. And that, that's why I'm here Sunday night. So, did we forget our question and answer session at the end? Yeah, that's why I was uh, looking through there for any hands up. Uh, let me jump over and I'll tell you what. I will do this briefly. I will unmute the board. But that means everybody that's here and is going to need to go and mute their mic back out if they don't have anything to say. Because an audio calls, issue. And on these calls, we can hear a gnat fart from across the street. Well, there's nobody that can follow me. I got stories for days. All right. Every line is unmuted right now. So if anybody had anything they wanted to bring up, I know Michelle's here with us. If she had something that she wanted to bring up this evening, oh, yeah, feel Michelle, free to do so. Michelle, please. Hi, how are you? Yeah, Michelle's my buddy, and she runs other groups, so... Please let her have time to present. Absolutely. Okay. So I started out with um, Constitutional Law Group under Rick Martin back in April of 2020 because I realized something was wrong. And I started trying to find a constitutional attorney because I wanted to sue the governor because he put us in lockdown, which is house arrest and yada yada. Long story short, I met a lot of people, and we also have uh, different uh, team members all over the country. So we also have, you know, spoken with Kirk Pendergrass and Derek Gonzalez and uh, Mike Reed and all kinds of different, you know, uh, constitutionalists, so to speak. So... A bunch of us had created a unbranded, un, uh, unidentified front runner group or person called We the People Number Two US, which is a group that we all work on and put together for step by step processes for people to have remedy and relief because nobody seems to be able to have anything you know, come to fruitation or get anything done. So we are spearheading 50 states through Telegram. 
And we are going to start kicking out uh, step-by-step processes to identify and go after the fraud of COVID because what we're living under is all fraud. And come to learn that all the EUA laws and everything that are currently in place have been violated as well because an emergency um, is really just by an act of God, weather-wise, not health-wise. So the guise of COVID-19, which does not exist, is also been fraud bestowed upon health departments through the states, through the governors, through all businesses, through the police policy men and women. So what we're doing is, I'm sorry. So what we're doing is we're going to start first noticing the sheriffs. Four days. Um, I think they're in here. Somebody needs to be. So we're going to start lawfully noticing all the sheriffs across the country. We are working with some of them behind the scenes. No official elected official or politician have taken any proper oaths according to the Constitution. They are not swearing oaths to the Constitution. They are swearing oaths to the UCC, to the de facto side of the government, which I'm sure everybody on the call knows what I'm saying. So we're going to notice the sheriff's We're going to remind them of what their job duties are, what oaths that they took, and what our expectations are as we the people. So the effort of we the people 2.us is for the people by the people. So we don't want any egos involved. We don't want anything but actions taken. So the first step is noticing the sheriffs. The next step is serving cease and desists to all these pharmacists because, you know, now they're attacking the children with these poison shots. And now in New Jersey, they just opened up two monkeypox vaccination clinics. So we need to do something quick. And um, I believe, uh, Keith, I believe Donna Rex had reached out to you today regarding the oaths. Um, She's also on our team. Uh, we are going to serve the cease and desist to the pharmacists first. If they do not, we are going to file criminal complaints against them. Then we're going to take it to the doctors and the hospitals and the government and the uh, governors. And we are also working on uh, municipal forensic audits. We have another team for that. We have a research team of over 40 people that are volunteering their time, digging up information, whatever documents we need. We have proof from the WHO, from the CDC, from every state health department that there's been no isolated or identified COVID-19 in any living or deceased man or woman. So this is all fraud, folks. So what we want to do is we're going to... We're going to start with three states, New Jersey, North Carolina, and Washington State. We're going to kick it off, you know, trial and run. 
and then we're going to blast it on across the 50 states. Now, aside from the COVID, then we're going to go after the forensic audits. Then we're going to go after the school boards. We also have a, a team being worked on for the bonds. As you all know, bonds for the win was kind of a flop because they didn't have the step-by-step processes. They didn't have the remedy and they didn't have the relief. So we are going to utilize a 091 criminal complaint. Um, Trump set up a task force with executive order 13844. It's for market integrity and consumer fraud. So that AO91 form is going to that task force, which in turn goes into the hands of the U.S. <coughs> Marshals, which in turn goes into the hands of the military. So this is the relief, folks. And I would like everyone to please take part. Just go to wethepeople2.us. There's a uh, upper right-hand corner. There's a link for the state telegram groups. Get in your state because this is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. So that's what I wanted to share with you all. Okay, Sheriff's Handbook has been uploaded here to the chat for Constitutional Sheriff. Okay, well, there's three different Sheriff Handbooks. That, uh, how many pages is that one that you uploaded? My last Sheriff Handbook. Uh, let me look. It's 218 pages. I'll interject right here real quick in regards to your uh, issue on the constitutional law and stuff. I want to I wanna ask you, uh, how about all these people that are speaking on being constitutional scholars and stuff, and not one of them have mentioned the Constitution of the Universal Postal Union, of which that Constitution is underwritten? Actually, there was about one or two that we have... Um, consulted with that have brought that up because it's the highest court of the land. So yes, we're aware of that. Correct. So that's the constitution that the Congress is subject to. That's the constitution of the universal postal union, folks. The postal union is the one that sets out the judicial determinations on the international level. We're not going through judicial. We're going through executive well, who, who determines the judicial element, the executive uh, branch? Please, please don't argue. No, we're not arguing. <laughs> no, no, I'm just pointing out that's that's the true executive branch. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's actually 100% correct. But when we look at the judicial... No, he is right. On, I know. Hold on. When we look at the judicial office, and that's a neutral and independent department within the United States Postal Service, which is the registered agent for the post office who carries Correct. the trademark of the copyright and disclaimer to publish the U constitution of the universal postal union. Correct. Correct. So we're bypassing all judicial because of the, if you look up executive order one, three, eight, four, four, you're going to find that there is a whole section that was created under this task force by Trump. So it's a different attorney general. It's a different assistant attorney general, so on and so forth. This is going into the hands of the military. Well, we're, wait, wait, we're, how, about, how about I just say this right now? Um, how do you get above the UPU? I'll, I'll spare Keith from saying 
how do you get above the UPU? You, you utilize the military. That's what we're doing. Okay, the book I posted is 84 pages. I'd be interested in the other handbooks because I'm aware there are a few more, but I don't have them, I don't think. Uh, the other one is a 200-and-something page one that David mentioned. It's called the Anderson Sheriff Handbook, and I can't remember the third one. It starts with an M. Uh, I, I have a direct download. Um, I thought mine was 118 pages, but the Sheriff's the Handbook. Yeah, the Anderson one, I think, is like 220 or something. I didn't put value into those because I didn't believe the sheriffs would actually follow. Well, that's just it. With the lawful notice to the sheriffs, we're going to demand, as we the people, that they stand up for what oaths that they took, which is supposed to be two things. Now, constitutional sheriff doesn't exist today. No, a, con a, consti a constitutional sheriff has to retake an oath. They have to... Uh, remove themselves as a voter and put themselves in place as an elector, and then they have to redo their oath. We actually have a U.S. retired sergeant from the mil uh, U.S. Army who is helping have having the sheriffs that want to be that are coming I, forward. That I, want. I'm sorry. I don't want to discount what you're saying, but Keith was actually getting to a point. And can we go back to what Keith was saying? Sure. Keith, you have the floor. I just dropped a note in the uh, chat section for everybody. And that's federal government means all entities of the government of the United States, including the United States Postal Service, which is, like I said, the registered agent of the trademark post office that carries the copyright disclaimer carries the copyright disclaimer of the universal postal union's constitution it's written declaration that's the copyright and that's all you got to refer to everything posted in the public domain is under a upu copyright and that disclaimer says that the information may or may not be true buyer beware it's a caveat. That's all it is. I'll post the link here. What what um, what what's taught what's taught in history? Luther uh, help me with this, Keith. Uh, Luther, the ninety-nine point thesis, Luther Vandrup, Luther something or other, and he he took he took a statement and his point and this actually adds to the uh um yeah martin luther nailed the 97 faces yeah. to the wall of the church yes martin luther <laughs> exactly he nailed everything to the door of the church yeah that was public post that was the diplomatic post back in the time yep. especially for sojourners travelers that were going along their way they didn't want it in the public post where nobody would know them or anything. They put it at the church where it was a protectorate. Tell me tell me how that doesn't turn into public record with the, the clerk of courts. Well, in, in before there were public records, those records were, that were kept for the community were kept by the community's church. Yeah, the, the churches even took care of 
uh, population, you know, and seeing how many people lived in the area. And it, what, they use um, the door of the church for at that time because that wasn't the first time that he had nailed anything to the doors of the church. I, I think it was the third time. And the, the purpose of that at that church was that anything that you wanted to be brought up or anything that needed to be discussed you know, within the doctrines and the clergy of the church were nailed to the door. That was your way of making a public declaration of these things need to be addressed. And exactly. it was a sign exactly. of your peers. My, That's what you chose for your peers, and they accepted it by allowing you to use that note as a way to communicate something from them. Dial it down to my understanding. So my understanding is it's public post. Public post, public record. File it on the miscellaneous document. And uh, I don't want to open this giant can of worms. But it all comes from the Magna Carta. So, you know, here now comes the, and from Magna Carta to any court case you ever felt or you're involved in. But if you post it, you put it on the public record, it's the same thing. You post it on the church door, it's public record. And, uh, and you know, after that, I'm not 100% right, but I honestly think that's something to think of. Right, but there's a there's also a distinct difference because, again, like I said, when you post it on a church door, you're picking your peers. When yeah, but we're when not we're not posted on another public record. That's a different public. It's a more it's a more generalized public covering no. a larger part of the community with the church members as part of their peers. Well, when when it happened and Martin Luther King did it, I mean, he he mailed what 99 pages to a church door. Well, yeah. well 97, 97, yeah, but I mean that that was a different time, different era, but yeah, it signifies essentially the same way as doing something today. File it right. on public record. Right. That's that that's my caveat onto the conversation, but I I honestly think we're still dealing with the Magna Carta religious stuff and then it's posted. Once it's posted, it's done. Done. And I'll yield. Yeah, once it once it's posted, it's there for public record waiting for someone to rebut it. Yeah, I remember here, gosh, it was probably like four years ago. I, I posted a story on Facebook that I had pulled out of the newspaper from Tampa and it was a county commissioner and he was talking about a drainage ditch. And he said, you know, we've been trying to decide what to do with this ditch and we've decided we are going to do steps A, B, C and three with it. You know, he says, and we have posted this in the federal register. It has been there for 30 days. No one has rebutted it. So we are moving forward with our plans. And I remember when I posted that, I think every comment to it was, what is this about? What does this even mean? What are you talking about? And people didn't comprehend that, for instance, that is what the government uses, you know, for their public notice page is the Federal Register. And the guy was right there saying it. Hey, we've given it to the public. It's been on public notice. It's been in the Federal Register for 30 days. It hasn't been rebutted. Therefore, we're moving forward. And that's the power of of notice and 
technically, even going back to the days of Martin Luther, um, that is the way of standing in honor, is through public notice. Uh, yeah, I agree. And at the same time, if I, I mean, honestly, I can make a statement and I put it on public record. I can file it in another county public record, um, not Lamar, Georgia anymore. But um, um, I, I can be like, hey, Pennsylvania State Police, no, I don't respect, you don't have any government of me. I don't respect your authority. Um, local counties, local everything. You put an affidavit, if it's not unreviewed after 30 days, I'm sorry. After 30 days, like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Uh, you would think so, but yeah, not quite. And, and I appreciate the things that Michelle brought up this evening as well. Um, in a few days, <clears throat> I'm doing an interview with Micah Dank. Um, maybe a lot of people don't know who that is. Check him out. M-I-C-A-H-D-A-N-K. Yep. He's got some great interviews online. But um, I, I'm going to be bringing up a lot of these same exact topics that you're bringing up and that Michelle had brought up. I'm going to be going over those this week with Micah Dank, so people might want to take a listen to that. It'll be put up on YouTube. Sounds can you, awesome. Can you spell his name again, please? I was about I was about to say, can you give Michelle a chance to figure out who he is? Yeah, it's uh, Micah M I C A H. And his last name is D-A-N-K. I dropped it in chat. Thank you, Keith. And is this in reference to the sheriffs? Right. That's going to be part of it. Okay. Yep. Uh, the sheriffs, the oath. Uh, I'll even touch on Magna Carta. Yeah. Really? Sure, why not? Can, no, no, can I be the uh, fly on the wall for that call? I don't care about um, the 500 people that nearly 800 people on my group. I want to be part of that call. Um, I'll, you got to be an yeah. apparition like me. Yeah, yeah, you have to be an apparition. You have to be a ghost. No, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up to Micah, see if that's a fine with him. I'm sure it will be. No, well. I want to be there, and if I can discern and share. Yeah, we'll see what he says. Either way, like I said, it'll be up on YouTube. Oh, well, it's going to be on YouTube, but, you know, we have dedicated people in my group. <laughs> Most of the people on this call, besides Keith, they're all my followers on my call. That's right. Absolutely, they are. Because we David, know that it is all about you. <laughs> I thought, David, I thought you Oh, my him. gosh. You you totally took Jimmy's joke away from him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I, I actually just want to hang up right now. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to say fuck you, but thank you at the same time. It ain't about me. I ain't here. You got the dirtiest mouth tonight. Lots of F-bombs. Yeah, Keith is an apparition. He's not here. All right, guys. 
Are um, people gonna fuck with me the whole time now? All right, guys, let's wind this up. I uh, appreciate everybody being here. Well, we'll be doing this again, and uh, well, we'll we'll tie a pretty little fu bow on this one and call it a night. Yeah, just say we fuck with David tonight. There, there you go. Good night, everybody. Hey, good night. I, I love good night, guys. Thank, Thank you so, you so much. Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.